0: So a couple weeks ago, I put a poll out on Instagram asking what you want to hear more of on the podcast. And one thing that kept coming up is about long distance relationships. So the only experience I have in this department was with a dirt bag. So... Thankfully, I got to know Kayla Dixon when she was in college, who is now a newly married young woman who has a lot of experience when it comes to long-distance relationships. And as a bonus, whether you're interested in long-distance relationships or not, she talks a lot about loving your single life, like moving and finding your footing and finding your community once you've graduated college, all of that good stuff as you're navigating young single life. So we're going to get into all the good stuff here. Geographically, I want to clarify a few things for you guys because while I know the cities that she's talking about, I know we have listeners from all over the nation and even all over the world, which is so exciting. So, to clarify, she talks about Nashville to Atlanta, which is about a four hour commute. And she also mentions Nashville to Statesboro, where she went to college, which is about a seven hour commute. As I was getting this podcast episode ready, I was like, "Mm, I probably need to clarify for all of our listeners who may not know those geographic locations, but I think you're going to love all the stuff she goes over today and everything else will make perfect sense once you know those locations. Here we go. Hey, my name is Katie Bulmer. I was your typical heartbroken and hungover sorority girl who looked for love in boys, Bacardi, and did I mention boys? After the breakup that broke me, I met the only man who can truly fulfill me. His name is Jesus. Shortly after that, I met my husband, the best example I have met of Jesus on this earth. Today, I have never been more sure I am right where I'm supposed to be on a mission to help today's young women find their life calling, stop dating dirtbags, and basically just be who I needed when I was younger. I've been called a big sis, an adopted mom, or my favorite title, a cool aunt. But however you think of me, get ready to be challenged and encouraged. This is the Truth For Your 20s podcast.
1: Hi, Katie. I'm so excited to be here.
0: I'm excited too. So but first, just tell us where you are now and what you're doing, and then we'll go back into how you met your husband, what your dating relationship was like, and all of that good stuff.
1: Yes. So, first of all, I just want to say that it has been amazing to just know you from when I was in college and see the ministry that you started then when we were, when I was in 80 Pi and having you as one of our local alumni and just the way that God's used you from that point to this point. So, it feels really cool to be a part of this full circle moment kind of by being on your podcast.
0: Oh, I know. I, we should tell them the backstory. Yeah. So, we met when I first started doing what I'm doing now at Georgia Southern and she I think that you were a senior at the time, is that right?
1: Yeah. I was a junior. Yeah. Junior. A
0: junior. Okay. Yeah. And you were homecoming queen and just very well known and loved in the community and welcomed me with open arms as an alumni trying to I don't know. Just share my passions with uh, my eighty pie friends, and everything that I did just kind of grew from there. But, but yeah, it, it, it was all birthed right, th- right there. Thank
1: you. Uh, we went to you know the same church, and both Georgia Southern, and there was just so much that God did in that year of your life, and it, it's just so cool to see the full circle now. And
0: I know, so I'm super it's crazy. excited
1: um okay
0: I know I love it I love it. we could talk about that all day it's, it was so fun like it's just crazy the things that you never saw coming and you're like oh and here we are Definitely.
1: yeah but where I am now so currently um my husband Cody and I live in Atlanta Georgia we have been here since 2018 when we got married and we love it it's great and i previously lived in nashville i moved here from nashville and so that's kind of where we had our whole long distance relationship begin
0: and but you dated in college correct
1: yes so i went to college at obviously georgia southern university go, go eagles go. i love georgia southern <laughs> but I walked into my very first college class and he was in there and we just kind of hit it off and became really good friends. And we were friends for about a year and a half before we finally started dating, which was in our sophomore year. So we dated from sophomore year to senior year at school. And then when we graduated, obviously so much happens when you're graduating. You're trying to make so many decisions about jobs and places and everything. And that's when we decided that, we were going to do long distance in order to both follow the paths that we thought God had for us. To kind of understand our long distance story, I kind of need to tell the backstory. So when I graduated high school, I had big plans to move to Nashville. My heart was always in the music industry, and I always wanted to work on the business side of the country music industry. And so I never even found other places to apply for in college. There was one school in Nashville called Belmont University, and it's where a ton of people go that want to work in the music business, and that's basically their main degree that you can get from there. And so when I was in high school, I was dead set on going to Belmont. It was the only school I applied to, and I ended up getting in uh, because I was out of state, I was working to get different scholarships to be able to go there, and at the very last minute, I found out that I was not going to be able to get the full amount that I thought I was going to have in order to go. So my parents had to sit me down and basically be like, this would be the cost if you go to Belmont versus if you go to a school in Georgia, because we have Hope Scholarship and all of those great things. It was probably June before I started college in August. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's crazy that I was having to sit down and make these decisions as an 18-year-old. You know, to me, it was the end of the world that I wasn't going to get to do this. And in my head, I thought, if I don't go to Belmont, I'm never going to be able to work in the music industry. And my life is ruined. <sighs> you know, like, what is God doing in my life right now? So... Um, my ba- my parents basically made the decision for me and were like, you are going to regret taking out tons and tons and tons of loans to go to this school and we're sending you to a school in Georgia. And I was completely devastated. And the reason I ended up at Georgia Southern was because it was literally the only school in Georgia still accepting applications that late to start in August. Wow. And so I applied and got in and I was so bitter about going because uh, it's my both my parents went there too, and I'm just kind of an independent person. I was like, I want to do something different, and I knew what I wanted to do with my life. And now I have to go to this school, and it's going to be miserable. And so it's just crazy because I ended up there in August, and my first day there. I literally met my future husband.
0: Wow. Oh my gosh. I just got chills. I love that so much. I think we all have at least one of those stories. I can think of about 20, but it's like the, hi God, my life is falling apart. This is the worst thing ever. And you know, I think about that now that I'm a mom and how many times my kids have had, oh my gosh, I can't believe you. You're so mean. And you're like sitting there going if only you knew, like if only you knew.
1: (laughs) My parents still talk about how dramatic I was being in in those times. And it's just crazy how God used me at Georgia Southern. But all of that to say is after we finished school, and we were graduating. I just knew deep in my heart that that longing was still there. And that I still had that desire to work in the music industry and it's one of those things where I knew I would regret it if I didn't do it and it was a tough decision because I had this guy who loved me and we knew we were going to get married. I was made good grades and was very involved and so I had corporate job offers in Atlanta and that's where Cody was moving He had gotten a great job in Atlanta. I just had to make the decision I can make take the easy route and accept a nice job with a good pay and move to the same city as Cody and we can start our lives together there and or I can follow the path that's in my heart and the one that I know that deep down God wants me to follow it but it means that we're going to be in a long distance relationship for I don't know how long and I just prayed about it and I've never felt to this day obviously besides marrying Cody and accepting Christ, more sure of anything than I was to turn down a corporate job and the easy route and take the hard route and move somewhere by myself to ultimately try to fulfill what I thought his plans were for my life.
0: Wow. Okay. So you went to Nashville, a first, you know, brand new out of college, Yes. girl with bright eyes. Yeah. So tell me about that experience.
1: That's when it all began. So we graduated in May of 2016 and Cody moved to Atlanta and I moved to Nashville. And yeah, I mean, basically I had to go to Nashville and start from the ground up of competing with all of these students who had graduated from Belmont with the degree that I knew you had to get, right? Who They had four years of experience living in the city, building connections, um, doing internships, all these things that I didn't do, get to do being at Georgia Southern. And so I moved there with no job with one of my best friends who was an 80 pie with us, Kylie, who's been on the podcast before. I was about to
0: say, yeah, shout out to her episode. Yeah. Um, It was, uh, she called off the wedding a month before the I do's. So that was a really popular episode. So you should go check that out. Yeah. But yes, anyway, I got
1: to walk through all of that with oh. her. Um, but we were roommates together. And so it was nice. I did have a friend, so I wasn't there completely alone. So that was great. But yeah, I mean, I moved there all alone without Cody. It was the first time I'd been without him in four years. And um, just fresh out of college, you're missing college and you're in this weird transition in life and just trying to find a job. And there were so many days where I was like, wow, I could have you know, had a job and had a stable income, had I taken that. And I just had to keep reminding myself, this is where the Lord has me. So long story short, I basically networked every single day and just busted it trying to find a job in the music industry. And it took me a year, which now it's easy to say, oh, and a year later I got a job. But I mean, that was an entire year of unknown, just living in unknown. It took me a year, but I landed a job at what we call in the music industry one of the big three, which is one of the big three music record labels and companies. And so I ended up landing a job at one of the top companies in the city. So that was great.
0: Wow. Okay. But I want to unpack that because actually, you're reminding me of when I took that poll asking for what people want to hear about. It was also when you graduate college, how to find community. I feel like this is such an under talked about subject when you
1: graduate high
0: school and move to college. It's like the red carpet is rolled out. Welcome to this sorority. Welcome to this college. Welcome to this club. And you're naturally surrounded by people in your friend, you know, in your age group, similar majors. Like it is, it is not hard to make friends on a college campus, Yeah, but when you graduate college, it is a completely different story. Yeah. And everyone is busting their own butt, trying to get their jobs, do their own thing. And no one, I mean, not that people are mean, but they're not going to go out of their way to make friends with you. And now it's up to yes. you. So tell me about that. And like, first of all, finding your community and busting your butt for a year to trying to find your dream job. Cause I know there's a lot there
1: that's something I'm so passionate about. And I talk to people that are in that position of senior year of college about is no one prepared me for that transitional time between college and the real world. Like you said, for, for over 18 years of your life, you have had the next thing in front of you. And then when you graduate college, you're just supposed to figure it all out. And there's so many options. And first of all, I just want to say that if people are in that position and you're feeling lonely, you're not alone in that. That was one of the loneliest years of my life because you're used to, like you said, being in a community. I had 200-something sorority sisters. I lived in the sorority house my last two years of college, so I was used to never being by myself ever, and so to go from that to being in a new place, and luckily I had a friend with me, but just that transitional time and not having all of your favorite people in a three mile radius of where you live. And on top of that, being away from Cody. But for me, and this is one of the things that I think is so important in long distance relationships too, that applies to both is just investing where you are. And so a big thing for me was luckily, since everyone's moving after college, people usually know someone who's moving somewhere. And so lot some of my friends from Georgia were like, Well, my friend from home is moving to Nashville, and this person's moving to Nashville and so I was super, super fortunate in the fact that there was actually a big group of girls all from the state of Georgia that were happening to move to Nashville the same year as me, and so we actually just all became friends, and it was just uncomfortable at first, right? You're like messaging people like hey i I think you know this person, and I heard you're in Nashville and you know, if you ever want to get coffee, I would really love to do that. It's like blind dating for friends, basically. But that's how it worked. I just um, found mutual friends and you just have to kind of put yourself out there. And I ended up being so fortunate because I found a group of great girls who all love the Lord. And they were, we were, happened to all be from Georgia. And we were all, everyone was single, but me, but I mean, I still kind of felt like I was single because Cody was in Atlanta. And so it wasn't like single in the fact that I wasn't spending, having to balance my time with him and them. So we just formed a great community. And I also got involved in a church there. And then that was huge for me too. So.
0: I love that everything you said here, because I've met a lot of people who've graduated and they're just kind of in this slump, like I, I don't know anyone. I don't know how to meet anyone. I don't know where to go. Because like what you said, for 22 years of your life, really, up into that point when you graduate mm-hmm. college, it's all been right there in front of you. And no one tells you, well, it's up to you now to find this community. But exactly. yeah, being brave and reaching out and finding that community, thinking about where your target Target market. I'm using marketing terms here.
1: (laughs) I'm a marketing major too, so we're good.
0: Where the people you want to hang out with would be. So you mentioned going to church, you mentioned alumni groups. Fun fact I did not even know until I was probably in my 30s that there is a Facebook alumna group for every sorority. And I know the 80 Pie chapter has like 14,000 members and it is the most incredible. Yeah. And so I see all the time like, I'm moving to Nashville, I'm moving to California, I'm moving wherever. And there's all always awesome. a community of people commenting like, Oh, well, let me t- show you around. Let me help you out. So, and that could be, I know a lot of people listening to this go are in sororities. So check that out. If you're graduating, make sure you join that group and, and, you know, put a comment on there, see who you can meet. But then, yeah, just don't be afraid. Like ask someone. I remember when we first yeah. moved here, there was a family that is so funny. They had daughters our same age, just sweet people. I just, we kind of like had that connection, you know, as you do with people. And I knew that we would be good friends, but they had lived here their whole lives. So they had connections and they had busy stuff to do. And I asked like four times for us to hang out. And so some people may think like, okay, like back (laughs) off, but it wasn't, I wasn't getting vibes. Like she doesn't want to be my friend. It was just literally like, Oh crap. Like it's not a good time. How about next time? Anyway, but that persistence paid off. And now we're like best friends and we work out together and we hang out. And So like a lot of people just say, oh, well, they said no the first time. I guess they don't want to be friends with me. Like, I mean, if you're getting that vibe, maybe, but more than likely, just keep trying.
1: Yeah. And it's like, you're going to have to continue in order to get to where you want to be and to let God use you to his full potential. You have to put yourself out there in so many circumstances for the rest of your life. And so It's uncomfortable that first year that you're having to do that, but when it came to the job, the friends, everything, like all of those things came to fruition because I reached out or did something brave that normally I would have never done. Um, And then the things that God uses and teaches you during that time, you know, prepare you for all the things to come. So I am super grateful that I was able to find a community and that played a huge role in being able to be fulfilled individually in Nashville while missing Cody and having a huge piece of my life not with me during that time.
0: Okay, um, I want to get into the long distance here in a second. But first, I'm curious how you landed that incredible job because I'm sure it just didn't fall on you from heaven.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it was a lot before I'd graduated. um, One of my teachers gave me a project of just job shadowing. And so a lot of people took it And they were just like, okay, I'm just going to job shadow someone in Statesboro and kind of like do the project and be done. This is another crazy God story. I was like, you know what? I want to be in Nashville. I want to work in the music business. So let me just send some emails and see if anyone would let me job shadow. Cause you know, I was told people will be more helpful and like, want to help you more when you're a college student than when you're a post-grad student, right? Because so many people graduate and they're looking for jobs. But if you're a college student, people are more willing to help you because everyone remembers what it was like to be in college. So I sent all these emails to random record labels and places in in Nashville. And I actually had three companies that emailed me back saying they would be willing to let me job shadow. So I took a week off school in Statesboro, drove to Nashville, stayed there and scheduled these companies for one day, back to back to back for three days, stayed with one of my friends from high school who went to college there. And I just got to job shadow at these companies. And that was amazing because it helped me see what I liked and didn't like about each one. And then it gave me connections to be able to then build something before I was graduating and start building that network. Side note, while I was there, um, <laughs> there was a night where my college friend I was staying with had to leave to go to a sorority function. And she was like, I feel so bad I have to leave you at home. But I mean, we have formal tonight. And I was like, it's fine. I'm just gonna stay home and watch The Bachelor in my pajamas. It's no big deal. So I'm doing that. And then I realized that I wanted a kitchen appliance that she didn't have. And so I was like, I'm just gonna go knock on the neighbor's door. Again, this is something very bold I normally not would have not done. And I was like, I'm just gonna go knock on the neighbor's door and ask them if I can borrow this from them. But basically I knock on the apartment door and Kelsey Ballerini answers the door. And she's having a party in her house with like Hunter Hayes and all these people in the industry because her song was going number one that night. Oh my gosh. And she's like, Do you wanna come in and join us? <laughs> And so my first trip to Nashville to try to find a job, I ended up in her apartment at this number one party she was having. And it's crazy, too, because one of her very best friend from college, her name is Jensen. Shout out to Jensen, was there that night for the party. And we just started talking because everybody else in there was way more important than us normal people. And so we started talking and Jensen was like, do you want to come to church with me tomorrow while you're in town? And so I went to church with her. And then I ended up staying at that church the whole time once I officially moved to Nashville. And she's still one of my best friends to this day. And so it's crazy because those connections I built in the three days just by putting myself out there for a simple project that I could have taken the easy route on and letting God use me is how I ended up with my job. I built connections from those Three companies. And then when I moved there, I reached out to them. And then I would meet with those people. And then they would put me in contact with someone else. And I basically kept having coffee with random strangers who worked in the industry for a year until finally one of them was like, we have a job and you should apply. Wow. And it's crazy because the job market there for to work in the industry is so competitive. So that's why it took so long because a no one leaves their job because they love it. So there's rarely openings. And if there are openings, they're not for entry level workers. And then if there are openings for entry level workers, you're competing with like hundreds of applicants. But then maybe even if you get called in for an interview, you're competing with like 20 people in the interview process. Wow. So basically, I just had to keep doing that for a year. And the Lord worked it out. And I ended up at a company that was... A great company to be at as far as the organization as a whole and and yeah so that's how that's how I got it it's just crazy the the tiniest details he cares about and um that one trip to Nashville because I went out on a limb and trusted him impacted so many other things It's like a domino effect
0: that is incredible oh my gosh I hear overwhelmingly though through that is first of all be brave go borrow sugar or whatever (laughs) like
1: you know that
0: that you know and and having coffee dates and reaching out. You know what? I, I do this often. I still do this. Like, writing down what is the worst that can happen. Like, yes. they ghost you, they say no. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? So, yeah, reaching out to people and going to networking events. I realize that some of that is online now, you know, weird circumstances. But actually, I've been to about two online networking events since all COVID stuff because it's more more accessible than it used to be. I don't have to drive anywhere and put on pants. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, I mean, it's knowing that at the end of the day, I mean, don't get me wrong, it was not that simple. Like I got lots of no's. Like it took me a lot of no's until I got a yes. And so it's also, like you said, being brave and what's the worst that can happen. And then knowing that if the worst does happen, am I going to let that stop me from continuing on? For me, it was just the, the thing that God put on my heart, I knew was from him to be there and to do that and to move to Nashville. And so it's, always trusting that he put that there for a reason and trusting in his faithfulness over your temporary circumstances or feelings at the time. All of that to lead into the long distance part, though.
0: Yes. So I was about to ask. Okay. So you, I mean, obviously you had met, you had a relationship, not long distance in college and then both, you know, went your separate ways after graduation um, because pursuing different careers, How did you continue to date? What did that look like? Tell me all about that good stuff.
1: Yeah, so I say all of the backstory of Nashville to say that the whole reason I decided to, we decided to do long distance um, was because I didn't want to have any regrets. I didn't want to move to Atlanta with Cody, and that would have been great. We would have been able to get married sooner and we would have had a great life together. But in the back of my mind, knowing myself well enough, and I think God knew me well enough to know, if I wouldn't have gone to Nashville, it would have always been in the back of my head of what if or what would my life have been like? And it's crazy how the Lord can change your heart because I ended up getting that amazing opportunity for my career and then hated working in the music industry. And so it's crazy because... He can change our hearts. And it's great because I got to do it and not have any regrets. But at the same time, if I would have gone to Belmont and gotten a music business degree and done all of that for four years to then go get this job and hate it, I would have felt so pigeonholed. And so like all along, he knew what he was doing and how he was using me.
0: You guys know me, I am super into healthy eating and healthy lifestyle, but I'll be honest, it's not always easy to get all of the nutrients you need every day. And I know that's especially true for my 20-something friends, trying to balance school and career and life and chasing your big dreams and also eating broccoli. Like, what do you want from me? So I am so excited to introduce to you guys your super, founded by a 24-year-old cancer survivor who realized Fueling your body with proper nutrition is a game changer. So there's several different mixes from just getting your greens to energy boosters and even hormonal balances. I'm super stoked to find this and I'm loving mixing all of these fabulous powders into my smoothies. The best news is the Truth For Your 20s podcast listeners get 15% off. The easiest way to find the discount code is just find me on Instagram at Katie Life, and my link in profile has a button that says, Discounts from the podcast. You can also find it on my website at Life. Save yourself 15% and do your body some good by getting some real food, plant-based, yummy nutrition and save 15% while you're at it. It's your super and find the discount code at my website or my Instagram at Life. Okay, so just some practical things like how do you date long distance? Like how do you stay intentional? Yeah, yeah just you know, to walk me through that.
1: I would say When it comes to long distance, um, I'm always about just how can we be growing? And I know everyone always says how we spend our days is how we spend our lives, right? So it's my biggest thing is that when I moved there and when Cody moved to Atlanta, we were big on, okay, how can we always be growing one in our relationship, two with others and in our communities, and three as individuals. And so- those are the big three things that I think about when you're in a long distance relationship. So first thing is just being, when it comes to growing in a relationship, is just setting those expectations. Okay. We, A, we agree this is the right decision for our relationship. And B, we know the expectations for this relationship. So I can't imagine starting a long distance relationship off without knowing that, we both knew in our hearts, we were going to get married. It's like, you have to be all in if you're already on the rocks or, you know, doubting things then doing a long distance relationship is not going to help that situation. Mm -hmm. Having clear expectations and encouraging each other and just having constant communication with one another is a huge thing. Um, Also planning time. So That's something that I always recommend is never leave without planning the next time that you're going to see each other. So there would be our big thing was we would see each other twice a month. So one weekend I would go to Atlanta and then the next weekend we'd stay in our cities. And then the next weekend he would come to me and we just kept doing it alternating that way. So we would spend two weekends in our city and then take turns of who came to who. Obviously, that's easier said than done. Life gets in the way. So we would have weddings to go to or things that happened. And sometimes it would be longer since we got to see each other. But we never left without planning the next time that we were going to see each other. Because we did this for two and a half years. So there was one period where we had so many things that we were doing as individuals that we didn't see each other for two months. And that was very, very difficult. And after that time, we were like, we cannot do this anymore. We? we have to be able to set the ne- our expectations for when we're going to see each other. And also knowing that when you are together, make sure the time is intentional. When he would come visit me, I would plan fun things for us to do and places for us to go where we could, you know, go get coffee and ha- sit there and have intentional time together. And When I would come to Atlanta, he would plan fun things for us to do, and so it's hard to make someone you love feel special when you're not with them all the time. So when you are with them, we were really big on making that time really sacred and really special, and just no, we knew how valuable it was. We wanted to make the most of it.
0: I can cut this part out because I'm putting you on the spot, but I'm curious in a Christian relationship. I'm not sure if you decided to stay pure before marriage or not, and you don't have to say that or not, yeah. but I'm curious, like, as you travel, where do you stay, that kind of thing? Like, do you stay in each other's apartment? How does that work out?
1: Yes. Um, so we did stay in each other's apartments, but we, we had very clear boundaries of. We, we did save each, ourselves for marriage, um, and so we were very confident in that, and we were very confident in how we handled, you know, having a physical relationship, like physically being together in the same place. And that's just another thing of setting expectations, right? Like we both had the clear expectation that we were waiting until marriage. So yes, you're going to have temptations as people. But for us truly, it was not a huge temptation that lingered over us because we knew that what our expectations were. And since they were so clear, it made it easier because it wasn't like one person was on one end and one person was on the other and trying to influence you. It was, we both had clear expectations. So when we would visit, we were, we were stay in the same, at each other's houses, but we all had roommates and we all had like situations where we could set it up to, to honor our boundaries.
0: Oh my gosh. I'm sitting here nodding my head and flashing back to when Brian and I were dating because yeah, with, with previous relationships before Brian, it, it was, there was pressure. There was like, Okay, well, we can wait, but by this amount of time, which should have been my first red flag, but um, but yeah, but with Brian, it was like, well, what, like, we're, why would there be, you know, too much pressure? We're not married, and we're not even going to put ourselves in those tempting situations. So I had a similar experience when I, I always wanted to live in New York. So after graduation, yeah. I ran away to the big city because I just I'm obsessed with New York. I still love that city, yeah. but kind of had the same thing like. I, love, I still love it, but I kind of had a realization once I was there that I didn't want to. However, I'm so thankful because, you know, had I not gone and blah, blah, blah.
1: Exactly. You have to do it yourself to be able to know. And, and to be able to say, I did it, yeah. like I'm proud that I did it. And I took that chance and it wasn't what I thought it would be. And thank goodness God had a better plan, but I'm so glad and proud that I did. Yes, it. Yes,
0: totally. So yeah. And then, but Brian and I were dating during that time and mine was just only like three months. It was not two and a half years. So kudos to you.
1: <laughs> but um,
0: he did come visit me during that um, time. And it was like, I mean, you know, New York, you either pay one bills, bazillion dollars to stay exactly. for the weekend, or you stay in your girlfriend's apartment. And I had a roommate and we, it was a one bedroom apartment, you know, they're tiny. So we showed a roommate a room and he stayed on the couch. But yeah, I mean, those are things that are things you got to think about if you are working on yeah. a long distance relationship. So yeah.
1: And I'm glad you asked that because it's, it's crazy, but because our expectations were so clear, like that part of the relationship, honestly, didn't even cross my mind to bring up because like, that was never something that we really struggled with, to be honest, because we both knew what the end goal was. And we knew it was going to be so much more fulfilling when we were experiencing that in marriage.
0: Yeah, it's complicated. Um, And, you know, I just want to point out, God's not here to steal our joy. He's here to give it to us. And we always think like, Oh, those yeah. are rules to keep me from having fun. No, no. It's to protect you and give you, give you. so much more abundant yeah. life. Yeah. And so much better than what we ever imagined. Just like the, what we're talking about earlier, we're crying, thinking that we're not getting what we want, but we're getting so much better yeah. if we just do it the, the right way. I wanted to ask you, cause you mentioned this at the beginning and I just thought it was interesting. You said you are like you and Cody were friends for like a year and a half before you were dated. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. And was that intentional or just kind of the way it worked out?
1: It's just kind of the way it worked out. We were for three, everything was in semesters. So three semesters. And then we started dating. And actually, when I met Cody, he wasn't a Christian. Um, he didn't grow up in a Christian family. And so when he moved to college, he w- didn't know the Lord, but he is such an amazing person. Anyone that knows Cody knows that about him. And, and so it was like he still had all the qualities of someone who had Jesus in their life, but he wasn't walking with him you know, I was like, wow, I had, there were so many traits about him that I liked, but I knew that we would never, it was never going to work if we didn't have that same foundation of faith. And so it was hard because I was like, why is God putting this on my heart, this desire to want to date him when he isn't a believer? And I know that that never usually, for the most part, ends well. The Lord is sovereign and had such an amazing plan for Cody. And um, he ended up coming to church with me and that was I mean, he really hadn't grown up in church, so that was a bold move. He made a bold move by saying, Yes, he would come with me and so we would go as a group of friends to church and one day he just accepted the Lord in his life and he it completely transformed him. And so I got to see that full transition of meeting him as someone who didn't know Jesus and then watching Jesus transform his life and grow him into a strong man in his faith in such a short amount of time. And then we ended up getting to date God was able to use our friendship to then lead him to Christ and then prepare him to be a husband to me. So it's just, it's awesome. But that's why we 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 were friends for so long. Wow.
0: Oh my gosh. I Y'all's story is just adorable. And how long have you been married
1: now? We've been married. We got married in October of 2018. So we've been married a little over two years. Baby
0: marrieds.
1: <laughs> uh, yes. It is. But I think our long distance relationship prepared us so well for marriage. And so I am super grateful for the things that we learned during that. I asked Cody if he had any advice too, because I mean, he was a part of the relationship too, when we were long distance. And we both agreed that one huge thing was, like I said, at the beginning, investing in your relationship, and then investing in others and investing where you are. His advice was just reminding everyone and giving advice that you should just be present where you are and where the Lord has you and take that time to invest in your community and invest in your local church. And so Cody actually um, did that. And he made a lot of friends in Atlanta and got involved in a local church. And I did that in Nashville. And yes, there were hard days and there were hard times when we missed each other. But I think both of us did a good job at being present where God had us. And we never would spend our time Apart from each other, just you know, wallowing in pity that we weren't together and letting those days pass by, we both really tried to be intentional about the people around us. And it's great because he made so many friends that he wouldn't have made had I been here, and so did I. And he joined an incredible local church in Atlanta, and he invested all those times so intentionally that once we did, I'm drumming ahead, but make the decision that we were going to get married. And we had to then decide where we were going to live because you can't have a long distance marriage. So we had to figure that out. (laughs) Um, And we ended up coming to Atlanta where he was and all of the work that he put into investing in his community during that time ended up impacting our lives. Because then when we made that decision, it was so easy for me to transition into life here because we had a church that we were going to, that I would go to when I came to visit him. And we had so many friends and couple friends and, you know, people in the church that are older than us and younger than us that could help us in our first couple years of marriage. And so that is some advice I give is just, it's hard. And there's days where you are sad and you miss your person, you miss having someone to do things with. But at the end of the day, if we just enjoy it where God has us for those times, then he's still going to use that in the future. Um, the girls that I met in Nashville that I'm friends with was friends with there. Lots of them have moved to Atlanta, ended up moving to Atlanta too. And so those friendships have been carried here. And, you know, the friends that I met at church there and my relationship with all of the people that God put in my life, like I still have ties to them to this day, even though I moved away from Nashville at the time. And, and so how, if I would have been there and not in, invested in friendships and relationships there, I would, it would have made it even lonelier without Cody there. And so I'm glad that, and I advise people to just take the time to really embrace where God has you even on the hard days and enjoy where you are. And those times without Cody where I had to learn to be independent and make friendships and be bold and, make decisions for myself and just really find myself after college as an individual allowed me and prepared us to be so much better together now that we're married.
0: I love all of this so much. Okay. Um, so since it's fresh on your mind and I don't often get to talk to young marrieds, I'm curious what you learned at your first year of marriage or what perhaps you wish you would have known your first year of marriage.
1: Yeah. So I'm not trying to say this because of we're talking about long distance, but it's crazy because I had people tell me your first year of marriage will either be super hard or super easy. Like some people, it was like, it was so easy. And then you know it gets harder as you go. <laughs> of course, marriage is not always easy, yeah. or the first year is really rough. And I think that something that surprised me was how much long distance prepared us for marriage in ways that some of our friends who hadn't gone through that weren't prepared in other ways. They were more prepared than some than us and some. But long distance was great because I think. The first year of marriage, people get so wrapped up in each other and you just want to spend all your time together. And Cody and I were so used to having independent lives that when we got married, we were still able to enjoy the things we enjoyed as individuals and not feel like, oh, I should really be with my husband all the time. You know, like we both were able to just carry those things into marriage. And also communication was huge. Like we had to learn how to communicate for two and a half years long distance So then when we got married, it just made us it made it that that even easier because we had to have tough conversations and all these things over the phone or, you know, in very small increments of time when we would visit each other. And so then when we got married, communication was a lot easier for us because we had done all the work prior to that. And it made us enjoy the time together so much more because we knew that it was special. Because until this is so funny, but it's like, when we went on our honeymoon, we that was the longest period of time we had spent together since college. Oh wow. Because the longest time we got was maybe a long weekend. Yeah. Because, because we were both working and so we had spent a maximal of maybe three days together on a long weekend for two and a half years of long distance. So when we were on our honeymoon, I like always tell this story. I laugh about it, but I just remember it being like, we went to Europe on our honeymoon. So we were, it was a long honeymoon. And so on day 10, I just remember looking up and being like, you're still here. Like, like, it's crazy. And when we flew back from the honeymoon, we were both so used to going to the airport and flying in different places that we're like wait we're going to the same home <laughs> like we couldn't grasp it it's just our brains were so conditioned to be apart
0: oh um, but then you got to eat each other up that's a that's adorable <laughs>
1: <laughs> we it kind of made us forget how hard long distance was it's like when you're with the right person it feels so right that you really can't remember life before that
0: that's is that so good yes no totally totally Kayla, I have loved all of this. You have so many good nuggets of wisdom for people navigating graduation, long distance, finding a career, like all the good stuff that is often not talked about when you get into the real world. But I just want you to give us one more nugget of wisdom. If you can have coffee with your 20-year-old self, what would you say?
1: That God is always faithful and he's always going to do infinitely more than we can ask for or dream of or imagine. And in those times where I call it the hallway, that's the part that people don't talk about. They talk about how they get from point A to point B, but we don't ever talk about the hallway that you spend time in between before another door opens. And so it's just knowing that he's always faithful. And if you're in the hallway right now and in the hallway of a season of life, knowing that it might seem like it's far away and it might seem like It's never going to happen, but God is faithful, and He will always give another door for you to open, and He will always make a way, and so that's just something that I just would remind myself then is that there might be times where you feel like it's the end of the world, and there were times where I was apart from the person that I loved, and it was hard, and I was lonely, and I didn't know how God was going to use me, and, um, So it's just important to know He's always faithful. And if we allow God to work in His fullest potential in our lives as individuals, then imagine what He's going to be able to do with us, especially once we meet that person, what He's going to be able to do with us together. And so that's kind of what kept me going through long distance and everything was just letting God work in my life. And that's easier said than done. There was hard days where... Kylie can attest, I would cry on the floor of our apartment and be so confused as to where God had me and what was going to happen, and am I going to do all this work here and spend this time in Nashville just to have to leave my friends here and leave things um, because we can't go on like this forever, but it's just He cares about us, and He cares about the details and the tiny things, and every little tiny detail from the friendships to the job to the people we met, to how I spent so much time with the Lord that I probably would not have spent had I been with Cody all the time in that hallway of college to the real world. I spent so much time walking with him, and that prepared me in so many ways to be a better friend and a better wife when Cody and I decided to get married and just start our lives together and start letting God use us together as a married couple. Um, I feel like I was so prepared, much prepared for that, because I let Him work in me as an individual through through that hallway. And so, just if you're in that position, just know you're not alone. And there's going to be lots of hallways in life, and I've experienced that probably more than other people. I feel like my age, but God has always, always been faithful, and it will always. It will always be worth it. And the the verse that I really cling to during my time in Nashville and long distance and just always was from 1st James where it says, Count it all joy when you face trials of various kinds for we know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect so that you may be perfect and complete and lacking in nothing.
0: I love it. Thank you so much. Where can people follow you on social media?
1: On Instagram, I am Kayla W. Dixon. So just K-A-Y-L-A-W-D-I-X-O-N.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you, Kayla, for being here and for sharing so much goodness. It's so good to catch up with you too.
1: Yes. Thank you, Katie, for having me and for all of that you're doing and Yeah, I mean, I am so honored to get to know you and to be a fellow Georgia Southern and 80 Pie alum with you. So thanks for having me on the show. You're welcome. It was so fun.
0: Everything I do started with having coffee dates with my younger friends. And this podcast I like to imagine is just that, you and I having a coffee date. And if it went by too quickly for anyone else besides just me, there are plenty more episodes to check out in the archive. So just scroll up, find a topic that suits your fancy and give it a listen. If an episode made a difference in your life, take a screenshot, share it on social, give me a tag at Katie Wilmer Life so I can give you a big virtual hug. And leaving those reviews on iTunes is a chai tea latte to my soul to see your reviews. And thank you so much for each of you who keep coming back week after week and getting some truths for your 20s.